Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Welcome back to Business Growth Secrets. Got something cool for you today. So I was recently asked to do an interview by a top guy that's got a a great uh, podcast called Meet the Leader. And they wanted to interview me and get some, pull some content out. And it's absolutely, it's absolutely content packed. So I wanted to actually share it on the podcast because it's a bit of a twist on what we usually do, because usually it's me speaking directly. But this time you're actually going to see somebody asking me the questions, giving the answers, which I think will add some additional value to you. So buckle up. Enjoy this super interview. I know that you're going to love it. Listen all the way through. Take notes because there's some absolute nuggets and gems dropped during this interview. And I think it's going to be a great value to every single one of you. So listen away and I hope you enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Well, we're now in what's been called a new normal. That means, like it or not, change is necessary. And none more so than in marketing finding, winning, retaining new customers. So how are you going to do it in this new normal? How will your marketing work? How will you inspire and motivate customers to buy? Today, I've got some great answers for you as I meet the CEO and founder of Big Business Events, Adam Stott. Adam, I've been looking forward to this chat. So who is Adam Stott and what does he do? First of all, thanks for having us on. Really excited to be uh, sharing with you today. So big business event, who is Adam Stott? So I'm a business coach, a wealth coach, and international speaker. I've spoken all over the world, helping business owners to grow and build their businesses using innovative marketing strategies and business strategies. I've built my own companies into the multi-million pounds. And more importantly, I've helped thousands of business owners like the people watching today to build their businesses effectively in multiple different industries. That's what I do. Excellent. So, so tell me a bit more about big business events, what they do for a business owner and an aspiring startup. Okay. So we work with anyone from startups right at the beginning of the journey through to very experienced business owners and all the way in between. We, through a series of different programs, help business owners to actually get really great at business strategy and implementation. We give them leading business strategies that I've used in my own businesses to grow their social media followings, to improve their marketing, to get new clients, to help grow their businesses into six, seven or eight figures, depending on where they want to get to. And we help them chart that every step of the way. Um, I've built businesses myself up to 40 million pound in revenue. Big Business Events is a multi-million pound business that helps thousands of business owners, not only in the UK, in Europe, in America as well. We've got clients all over the world that we've helped. And people come to us because we really are able to show them the path and the path of how you grow a business and how you grow a business effectively. And that's what we do. And we do that for a variety of different programs. So we've got programs for startups and we've got programs for you know senior business leaders that want to take their business to a new level. 
exciting and a UK-based organisation. So I know that you're down in Essex. I'm way up in, in Northumberland. So we're doing proper social distancing here, aren't we? You know, no, um, we're definitely on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. how are you handling the current social distancing, uh, should we say, no event situation to deliver the support that your clients want and need? Okay. So in two ways, so if we look at getting new clients and then we look at maintaining our relationships with existing clients, if we cover the new clients first of all, uh, we found that with lockdown, most a lot of business owners don't have that ability to change their approach or to diversify what they do. Very quickly, we've done that and we've taken what is essentially our usual preview event where people, business owners will flock to come and meet us and hear the strategies we give a full day of free training we took that online so usually in a free event where we kind of demonstrate how we could help somebody i would have 100 to 250 people in each room we've been doing that online and we've actually seen more people coming you know so in terms of getting new clients able to give that demonstration online and help them we're now seeing anywhere between three to five hundred people that we're able to speak to at any one time through our live trainings and our webinars so that's been really, really good for us to meet new people. And I think you said new normal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, that is pretty much what it is. Even a normal person that's afraid of technology, that probably hasn't embraced technology, that before the lockdown had never heard of something like Zoom, is yeah. now using it and is comfortable using it. And yeah. I think that as business owners, we need to embrace I've been using that technology since years and years and years and years, you know, uh, back in one of my first businesses, I've been using it for probably 10 years now. And it's been something that has been really, really important for me to, to grow my businesses. And I think it's becoming more mainstream now. So I think people are used to getting onto these kind of platforms and interacting with people. And if you haven't embraced it yet, anyone that's listening, it's time to embrace it really. Now, in terms of us helping our clients, I've got clients all over the world. So We've been using Zoom and, and other mechanisms to communicate, uh, coach and train people through these uh, through these systems for a long time now. Um, but where we did a lot of in-person events, we've taken a lot, of, a lot of those events actually online and been able to deliver them uh, their coaching and their training and their content for an online mechanism. But the, the beauty of that is, you know, which I've explained to the clients, and I think that communication is very, very important. I've explained to the clients you're going to get the same content, yeah. but you're not going to have to leave your home, which Brilliant. means you can be in a peaceful environment. But only that, you can fast forward, you can rewind, you can get the recording, you can go back, you can listen to the information, yeah. you can yeah. do it in your own time. And one of the things that I've done is made sure that we bring a lot of practical exercises to them actually to go away and then implement the, the content and the work that they're working through in order to get better result. Um, so we found it's been great with our clients. I've put on a lot of additional resources for people and i think that's that's what you've got to do is you've got to get inventive so not only are we giving the videos of each sessions we're then taking those sessions we're transcribing those sessions and giving them a written manuscript we're sharing the slides with them you know we're giving them Mm -hmm. um, more resources um, around the content and education to make sure they can learn more efficiently yeah, and I, I bet you by doing that, you will retain the client longer. They will be more loyal, and they'll recommend you more because Absolutely. yeah, that, that's Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. look, look, like me, you speak to many leaders around the world. So give me just a few nuggets because I believe that's where you get that that extra learning, extra excitement. Give me just a few nuggets that you've learned from them that you can pass on to aspiring entrepreneurs. The thing is, the principles of business and success 
and and like you said, you've been gone and interviewed lots of different people and lots of people that are successful. Is I feel that you can go and interview every successful person out there, and every successful person pretty much tells you a similar story. And it doesn't matter whether it's Barry Hearn, who's a, a successful guy, or it's John Travolta, who's in the acting industry. You know, I've interviewed both, and 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 they're very two very very different characters, but they've got actual similar traits that are ingrained in them. And and I feel that. Um, business owners that are wanting to learn and wanting to um, grow and wanting to develop, they need to develop those traits. Um, and those traits are very, very similar about taking action, about implementing, about not just taking the education and the lessons, but actually using that and, and starting to gain momentum and, and putting things in place. And I think that you can hear that over and over again, no matter how many people you, in, you interview. But for the listener who wants to become more successful, you've got to start exercising and, and you've got to, you know, John Travolta turns around and says to you, you know, you've got to have the, the determination and, and the passion and you've got to overcome rejection. Well, I could, t- I could share that with you and say that's what he said because that's what he did say, mm. but it's nothing new. What, what can help you is actually going out and embracing the rejection yourself and having that desire to overcome it. And I think that's what I like to kind of try and inspire in people is not just the lesson. And, and I think this is the thing. A lot of people take in content and they take in information, but I think you've got to internalize it and then you've got to live it in order to get the results. So let's say that, you know, one of the things that John Travolta told me is that, you know, when he, he was told by everyone, you're not going to succeed as an actor. You're not going to be able to go out there and um, you're not going to be able to break through. You know, you're, not, you're never going to get this uh, job. You're never going to get that job. Um, but he turned around and said, oh, I'm not going to listen to anybody else's opinions or what anybody else mm. says. Instead, I'm going to persevere and I'm going to go and get rejected as many times from as many acting skills, as many auditions as I possibly can until I find the one that breaks me through. And, yeah. and I feel that if a business owner needs to, t- to, to actually read between the lines ab- about what was inside his mindset in order to go through that, you know, he had a will to win. And, mm. and I think that a really successful business owner has that will to win. And I think that this differentiates a successful business owner from somebody that kind of takes the information, listens, but still doesn't have full control of their mindset to go out there and persevere anyway. Yeah. You know, and I've had loads yeah. of people, you know, 50 Cent I interviewed and he talked about, you know, what an important mentor Eminem had been to him, for example. Mm. And, and the reason I quite like that is, well, I like Eminem and I like 50 Cent, always have, right? So that's pretty cool. But at the, at the same time, I think that sometimes a mentor or a coach comes in different shapes and forms for people. But I think what happens with a business owner is they're not always open to receiving it. You know, and I think one of the most important things is you've got to be open-minded. You've got to listen. You don't know where you're going to find your coach. You don't know where you're going to find your mentor. And that kind of was, again, reading between the lines of 50 Cent story. So what I like to do is rather than get the nugget is understand the principle of the nugget. And yeah, actually, yeah. What, was, what does that mean? And and rather than what does it mean to that individual, what does that mean to the listener, and what does it mean to me, and how do I take that information and make sure that I go and do something with it, you know? And and what that should do is when you start thinking like that, um, and you've got more of an open mind. One of the things is it doesn't matter how successful I am, doesn't matter how um what I do, that I'm I will listen to anyone and I will learn from anyone, yeah. right? And and I think that that you've got to have that open mind, yeah. and I think that. The traits from all the different people that I've interviewed that have been really successful uh, have been that they've been willing to learn um, and they've had a will to win and a will to persevere. 
Yeah. I hope when he interviewed John Travolta, he sat down, he didn't have to dance around with him with the mic. Yeah, but no, he did do some dancing at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. not really, right? He did that on the stage and that was cool, you know? Yeah. Um, but but he, he did like dance that. with Princess Diana, so, I mean, he beat us both there. <laughs> yeah. Someone like that is, um, this is the other thing, is we're on a business podcast here, right? Yeah. Um, he's an actor. It yeah. doesn't matter. He's successful in mm. his field. And I think that's what you need to look at. What are the, like, nobody gets any success by accident. They, they go through a process and you don't necessarily, you can sometimes look outside of your field um, to kind of see the traits of people that, uh, because they're, they're similar. You know, that is the reality. They're similar. What, you know, an actor that raises to the top of the game has dealt with as much rejection, has, has built as many relationships, has had to, you know, manage himself financially well and other things in the same way a business owner will. Yeah. So I think those lessons from people in successful fields is really, really important. Another thing that I've been watching uh, recently is the Michael Jordan documentary. I say it's the Michael Jordan documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called The Last Dance. And if you look at Michael Jordan, I think that you will find that there is as much to learn from him as there is from the majority of business leaders. His determination, yeah. passion, his will to win. Yeah, it's the will to win. But so in that case, just following on from that, what do you think holds back the typical UK business owner from realizing his or her potential? I'm talking about UK owner here, by the way. Okay, so UK business owner, right? So there's a few things, there's a few traits that really get people to struggle. One of those traits is overthinking everything that they do. Mm. Um, and they, people are so afraid to make a mistake they yeah. don't do anything, yeah. right? They don't do anything. And mm -hmm. and you can't expect to get a result if you don't do anything. If you do nothing, you get nothing. Really, really, really simple. If you start to take more actions, okay, you're going to make some mistakes, but you are going to start to move forward. And and I think that one of the things about myself, I've never been afraid to take, to take risks. You know, I've had things go wrong. I've had situations where, you know, in, in one of my previous businesses, we were lauded and appreciated by the London Stock Exchange, fastest growing business three years in a row, you know, uh, one of the best businesses in Europe. We had every single award going. You know, two years later, we had £25 million in funding pulled out on us because I took risks. Yeah. Now, at the same time, I think you've got, to, in, you've got to take calculated risks. But when you talk about an entrepreneur, and this is what I think the difference is, an entrepreneur and a business owner, an entrepreneur is not afraid to take risks and, and build, where a business owner usually has more of an employee DNA. They've mm. probably left their job because they were really good at it and they thought, well, maybe I can do this for myself. But they've not got that entrepreneurial DNA running through them and they're still used to taking orders, being told what to do. Therefore, they start overthinking things and they get stuck. Mm. Where an entrepreneurial DNA, which is something you build towards, if this is an employee DNA, this is an entrepreneurial DNA, we need as a business owner to start moving towards having this entrepreneurial DNA. And an entrepreneurial DNA is somebody that makes decisions quickly, somebody that has that will to win, has that perseverance, has the ability to adapt and change, is comfortable taking risks, um, wants to grow, wants to learn, recognizes the more they grow themselves, the more their business grows, and an entrepreneur has an open mind. And, mm -hmm. and if we build towards that, we'll become more successful in business. And, yeah. and, and start to start to get more results. Yeah, and don't be afraid to fail. I mean, um, yeah. and we'll talk about sales later on, but I know a sales director who measures his salesman by how many no's they get. Oh, because absolutely. He, he knows that the no's lead to a yes. Or, 
<laughs> yeah, one of the first books I ever read was a book called Selling to Win when I was 18 years old. And in that book, it that was the main principle of the book. You know, the more no's you get, the closer you are to yeah. yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you literally, and, and that's what it's all about, is a numbers game. A business owner needs to build that into their mindset in order to get better better results without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I used to practice this when I was trying to chat up girls, you know. <laughs> okay. Listen, <laughs> well, I, come I, on with women as well, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots, lots of no's, lots of no's, yeah. Um, I really like, I really truly like your focus on the key values of your business. It, it's something I've got a passion about, values and everything. So tell me about them. Okay. So for me, the key value that runs through what I do is, is stronger together in terms of that a business owner on his own or on her own is a bit of an island, okay? Mm. They're trying to figure out themselves. They're trying to build everything themselves, and they're trying to build a city on an island on their own, okay? And they're going to struggle because they don't have the knowledge to, you know, understand how to get running water. They don't have the knowledge to build different aspects. They don't have all the skills. They're an island. When, once you become part of a network and you have a network of support around you, um, all of a sudden, imagine you're now on an island, but you've got 50 people with you. Those 50 people can have different skills. They're going to know different people. They're going to be able to introduce you to different things. And they're going to help you build that island up to become very sufficient much, 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 much quicker. Yeah. And one of the things that I would say is that when business owners come into my network, one opportunity, one person can change everything for them, okay? Because I've got a contact that will love their business, that will want to buy their, their products or services that will become their biggest client and will refer in 20, 30 people and build their business with them. So I'm a big believer in that as a business owner, you shouldn't be an island and you should really be part of a great network and, and that will give you strength in numbers, you know, which I, I think really, really helps. And not only that is you need to have a support of your peers around you in order to be able to discuss things that you can't discuss with your employees. I think a, a weaker business owner discusses every problem with every employee and compromises their leadership and doesn't have, uh, and, and then obviously gets led in different ways because those employees have different interests. Um, and a strong business owner um, has, a, has a real vision for their business, a vision of where they're taking it, and they implement it in the right way because of that. Now, don't get me wrong, with your key managers, with people within your business, you should be. Uh, strategic and you should be open to their suggestions. Absolutely. But I think that when you, you, you know, if you're a business owner, like, oh my God, I've had a bad day or, oh, it's mm. a terrible week. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. All you're doing is striking fear into your employees. Yeah. You don't need that, right? Any, they, they're an employee because they don't want that fear. They don't want that uncertainty and you're striking it into them and we've got to be stronger than that. Okay. So you talk about leadership, it's called meet the leader. I think that every business owner needs to increase their leadership. Like I learned this when I started my first business and I did all these mistakes, right? So year one, year two, I was that person. I was out of my depth. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, I'd gone and started a business at 25 years old. I'd sold my house to fund this business. And very quickly, I realized I was a horrible manager. I was a terrible manager of people. I was a horrible um, I was horrible at the account side of the business. I was horrible at everything except selling. And when I realized that and I first got involved with working with coaches and I started to build my skills in different areas, I actually became a really good manager. I became a really good leader. Um, I didn't know marketing when I, when I first started out. And now I sold 50 million pounds worth of products online. You know, So all of these skills can be learned. 
but you do have to realize it's a journey. And, yeah. you know, yeah. with every journey, the first, the first part is identifying your weaknesses. Yeah. So this is what I help people to do. And then in, in the right ways, help them to build forward because it's where you're weak. That's what's hurting you. Right. Superb, it's, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's those weaknesses that are hurting you. Mm. And, and this is the thing people can tell you build on your strengths and all that. But this is the reality. A business is unforgiving. Okay. Business doesn't care who you are, doesn't care what you've done in the past. Yep. All it cares is are you setting that business up to win or not? Yep. And, and this is the thing people are like, oh, well, business people are ruthless. They're not ruthless. They're not. They just understand in order to win in business, you need to be a faster decision maker. Mm. So if you've got somebody you're carrying in your business and they're not successful, well, then you have to make that decision, you yeah. know, and, and, and a business owner is not, a new business owner is not going to be comfortable making that decision. That's the reality, right? Yeah. So they need to train themselves to deal with the things that are going to come. And yeah. anticipation as a business owner is very, very important as well. Yeah. Anticipating what's going to come in the future. If you start to anticipate, you can see all these problems coming. You can deal with them in advance. Mm. I, I love that word anticipate. We were filming once in a little bed and breakfast that you might know in London called the Dorchester. And we were saying to them, uh, how many people are you working here? We said, they said, we've got 135 different nationalities. So how do you train them? They said, we yeah. don't train. We just train them in one thing. If a guest has to ask, we failed. So they train them in anticipation. And, and I think that's the big thing that's missing. Okay, look, let's move on. Oh, well, that, that's a really good thing for, a, uh, you know, I can imagine that. That's a really yeah. good strategy. It's yeah. a, a winning strategy. Uh, we seem, and, and it can be adopted by any, <laughs> a little bed and breakfast Dorchester, maybe not, <laughs> by any hotel. Look, we seem to be like you and I, in both of us focus on continuous learning. Uh, I must admit, I came from an era when there was no internet, uh, DVDs, just the old-fashioned library. Yeah, okay. So I was a late advocate um, to this. I've raced over the years to catch up, by the way. What triggered your commitment to continuous learning? And do you have a learning discipline? Um, absolutely. I've, you know, a learning discipline is that I feed my mind every day, Okay. Yeah. Every single day, I'm going to feed my mind with something positive, something that helps me to grow. Every single month, I'm going to look at a new topic, investigate that topic, and further my development in that topic. That's kind right. of the learning disciplines that I have. I make sure that I'm doing some kind of development every month in those areas. I think that I've got an, a familiar story, and this is a credit to the man, but I also, I kind of, I don't look, I, this, I find this bit, a little bit awkward because when you hear a load of speakers, there's there's usually a trait with those speakers that somebody's inspired them, somebody's helped them, and I don't think, I think that that's that should be acknowledged and accepted. But I think at the beginning of my journey, when I was 18 years old, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar, and All right. it, yeah, it, and and he really did spark um, a massive amount of motivation in me. Now, why yeah. do I say I find that a bit awkward? Because I think that a lot of people started their journey in that way. Now, I love Tony Robbins. I think he's a fantastic person. I think he's very, very good for startups. But I think that, you know, his, um, his, his learnings are really good for mindset. And I think at the beginning, a lot of people need that mindset. They need yeah. to understand how do you build the right mindset. But I think the advanced learnings that continue from there, and this is, I'll tell you why I say that, uh, the why that I said it's a bit awkward, is what I don't like is loads of coaches that go and rehash and re-preach Tony Robbins and stuff, and then call himself yeah. as a coach. You know, I use maybe one percent of the things that he's taught me in in application to help people. Probably one percent. Ninety nine percent of what I teach has come from my experiences in business. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel that 
well, it's not that there wouldn't be fair to say 99%. I've had lots of other coaches and lots of other mentors and lots of other people that helped me and helped me grow. And, and quite often I will uh, use their strategies as well. But I, I feel that my, one of my mantras is that I never, ever coach or teach anyone any, anything I've not done myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that really helps people because I understand it at a deeper, deeper level um, because I've done it and I've been through it and I know what happens. And I think as a coach, um, you like a great coach, if you want to build a million-pound business, well, you need to talk to a coach that's built a million-pound business. If you want to yeah. build a 10 million pound business, you need to talk to a coach that's built 10 million pound business. If you want to build a 30 million pound, then that the same. Yeah. Now, if you are done that, and that's why I'm able to help people do the same. If you want to build a hundred million pound business, I haven't done that. So you might need to level up and go and get somebody else that has built a hundred million pound business. But then you you might struggle to find someone that's gonna help you do that, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's really, yeah. really important to sure. um yeah. Find I out. think yeah. it's really, really important to teach the things that you have and, and coach people on the things that you know, but I would definitely credit Tony Robbins with being uh, the person that kind of sparked a continuous learning within me. Um, and I was kind of searching. I think that a lot of people search. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I was searching. I was frustrated. I was uh, fed up. Um, I hated the thing and, and not hated from a jealousy. Experience. I'm never jealous of anyone. I always love other people succeeding. That's a big thing for me. I mm. love to see people succeed. And it's why I do what I do now. But I couldn't work out why they got that and why are they able to do that and why are they able to take those lovely holidays and why are they able to have this amazing lifestyle when I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. And for me, I wanted to crack that code and I wanted to figure it out. And it started with books and learning and devouring everything I could from books. And then one of the first people, the first speaker I ever saw was Tony Robbins. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar and he sparked that continuous learning. And, and from there, I've studied and, and I study so many different things and people. And I study things that, other people wouldn't study because I was terrible at school. I didn't get a single, I got one GCSE, everything else I failed on, right? Everything else I failed on literally because I had no idea what I was doing. But then I, I created myself and built myself in all the areas that I wasn't able to in school to go and then be able to get the things I want. So yeah. that has helped me to go and get what I want in life. And I think that um, if you've got goals, aspirations, and vision, and you want things in life, then you're going to have to embrace that continuous learning in order to get there. Yeah, I do, I do believe, like you're saying, though, you need to learn to fail. And um, I um, I say to people, you know, if you haven't had the sleepless night, you've never learned yet. Biggest lesson that you'll ever learn yeah. is, and this is the thing, my dad always said to me, Adam, you always want to learn from somebody that has had a failure. You know, you, you don't want to learn from somebody that's never had a failure because actually, this is the thing. I don't consider certain things to be failures. I, I just consider them to be learnings. But, you know, I've had tough moments in business and those tough moments have carved me to have the ability to make sure I never go back there. Right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really, really important. You learn your lessons in failure are massive, massive. Yeah. But They're people, just, people don't lessons. acknowledge it. No. But no. People want to learn from the glory. Yeah. But actually, it's when you're down in the mud and you're fighting the war that you actually learn the best lessons. Yeah. I'm on volume 17 of Failures by Malcolm Gallagher. You know, to, um, <laughs> right. Okay. Adapt, pivot, agility. They're all buzzwords at the moment. I know that you think that businesses need to adapt fast, but what do you think stops them from doing so? Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that that's why I was able to, during this lockdown, we were coming into this lockdown. Um, 
I've, I've been running big business events for four years. Mm. For the first year, it was a hobby business because I was still in the automotive industry and um, it was a hobby business. Uh, for the second year, it was kind of a part-time business. But the third year was the first like full-time year and we grew massively. Now, in the fourth year, we grew massively, massively, like ridiculously um, to the point where we were doing 20 events a month. Um, we were getting on average, um, you know, three, 400 new clients a month, which is huge, right? Mm-hmm. There's not many businesses acquiring clients at 300, 400 clients a month. That's what we were acquiring. And, and then you go into lockdown and you, your ability to acquire clients has been impacted because your, your business is a face-to-face business and that's how you get your clients and that's how you demonstrate your value. Now, we were able to adapt almost immediately, not because I'm a genius, not because I'm super clever, but because I had no fear in that we're going to put these four different initiatives in place and out of the four, three are probably going to fail, one's going to work. Okay? Yeah. The reality is two worked, two failed. Do I care about the failures? No, because I'm still acquiring hundreds of clients in lockdown and we're still growing and we're still building and we're outperforming probably most businesses out there because I don't have the fear. Mm. You know, I don't have the fear. And and I feel that if a if a business owner starts to start like some people are gonna struggle to to learn that. And and you're gonna struggle to listen to a podcast and learn that. But my hope is that if we go deep enough down the rabbit hole on, on this, then hopefully we can change one or two or maybe 10 people's minds that listen to this, all right? Um, and the thing is, I would say to those people and, and the people that do want to adapt, be agile, change, pivot, but, you know, all those kind of work. This is the thing. There's so many sayings out there on business. This is why I like to think yeah, I'm yeah. very, very different, Malcolm. There's so many sayings on businesses. Oh, you know, you, you, the more you earn, the more you learn. Sorry, the more you learn, the more you earn. You know, all this kind of stuff. You know, focus, follow one course until successful, all this kind of stuff. But the reality is it comes down to traits um, of, of a person that success. And, and one of the traits is you've got to go and not be afraid to attempt to change. Right. So if we simplify the message, attempt to change, put three things in place, recognize one won't work, recognize one will work and recognize one might be medium, but do not sit on your laurels. Don't do anything. Uh, don't do nothing. Make sure you do something, you know, and, and this is the thing, like some of the things that I've, I've helped people do during this period, some of my clients is I just ran a big video challenge for my clients um, where we actually got people that never used video before that never have been able to go and, um, promote promote themselves or find their voice to literally go out and do 14 days worth of videos in a systematic process that will endear clients to them and convert, okay? And these people were afraid, but I told them how to overcome the fear, how to be in place, they've gone and done it, they've got results. Excellent, so yeah. that's yeah. an example of change, right? Yeah. Because they're not you. Why has it changed? Because they've done it before and now they're doing it and then they're getting a result. And yeah. my for anybody listening, I would say, what is it that you had in your mind that you wanted to try? Like what a business owner needs to do is when this idea comes up, don't sit on the idea, take the idea, write it down, and then start to plan towards how you're going to put it in place. Yeah, yeah. And, and in West, just give me yeah. another of those things we were talking about there. Fear stands for false expectations appealing, appearing real, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Plenty more. Clever. 
Yeah, it sounds clever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, you've sold over 50 million, over 50 million pounds worth of products and services via social media. So what's your top three social media success secrets? I know okay. there's more than three, isn't there? <laughs> Can I just... I'll give you a hundred. The, the thing about social media is an ever-changing landscape. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's good in a way because it's, it's always changing, which means you've always got to adapt. Where, where I sold, and, and I've done more than that now, and I've done a lot more than that, especially for other people, but where I sold that 50, the first 50 million was in the automotive industry. So... What everybody else in the automotive industry was doing was using AutoTrader to market their businesses. Right. And instead of using AutoTrader, I use social media. So really what happened was, in order for me to make that transition, I was one of the only car dealers not using AutoTrader. I was only using social media. Now, the, the way I was able to do that is by looking at the numbers. I looked at the numbers on AutoTrader and what we were spending in marketing on AutoTrader. And I worked out that in order to acquire a client, it was costing me around three hundred pounds in marketing to get somebody to buy a car. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was that that was and that is kind of like you know, some people might be more efficient, might be doing it for two hundred, some people are less efficient, might be doing mm-hmm. it for five hundred. Right. At the time it was costing me at scale uh, about three hundred pounds. So I looked at the numbers and I said, Right, is there you know, and I asked myself the right question. Is there a more efficient way to sell this car? Right? Is there a more efficient way to get my message out to more people? And it, I'm sure there is, because if I can reduce that 300 to 200, I get to keep the extra 100, or I get to pay the extra 100, and then I get 1.5 sales to every one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I looked at the numbers, and very quickly, I then started to study social media. So this is back in 2009, right? I started mm-hmm. that business in 2008, 2009. So what, what I then looked at, is I just threw myself into it. I wanted to learn everything that there was to learn because my hunch, my intuition was that was the way to go. And yeah. I, I can't really call it more than a hunch or an intuition. I just looked at it like this is how we can communicate with multiple people, right? So surely this is the way. I mm. bought every course going. I, I devoured every piece of information. I learned it. And I did it myself. I didn't, I didn't sub it out to anyone else because this is the, the laziness. Some people like, I saw this as the answer, so I went and did it. Um, and, and very quickly, we were, we were then able to actually get that cost down to £100 in market and sell a car. Wow. And, and, of course, now I'm selling three to one. So the business grew from 2.9 million to 4.3 to 6.8 to 13.9 to 22.9 to 33.8 million, you know, four or five years in a row, just bang, 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 because then I was able to master that market. So the, the first secret I would say is you've got to – understand your numbers, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first yeah. thing you want to understand. Yeah. Um, and people are like, what are you talking about? This is social media advice, right? But I, well, let's give you the second one then. Let's say the second one. Well, the first one, number two is understand your numbers. Number one, understand your objective. Yeah. For me, it was sell the car, right? <laughs> I want to sell the car, simple. right? It's simple. But yeah. people, people don't look at it like that. People yeah. use social media and they say, you know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, pop this picture up of me and the team blowing out a birthday cake and yeah, saying yeah. happy birthday to Karen in my team, that's not getting you any clients. No. Right? And if your objective is to get client, then you posting that picture of the birthday cake doesn't bring you any closer to the objective. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you've got to understand what your objective is. If people are saying, well, my objective is to build a brand, yet 
you're not displaying any of your brand traits out there. So what is your objective? Get clear on your objective. Number two, understand your numbers. Numbers, yeah. So if you're getting a client's worth a thousand pounds to you, if you have to spend a hundred pounds to get it, okay, and that, that and that say that say you're a service-based business. Let's talk about a recruitment, whatever kind of service-based business, right? You get a client that's worth a thousand pounds to you because you're a service-based business. Let's say you're a you know fifty percent gross profit, so you keep five hundred pounds every time you get a client that goes into your bank, right? If you have to give away a hundred pounds to get the four hundred, would you do it? Well, the answer is yes. How many times would you do it? You do it again and again and again and again and again. Well, fine. Master social media, attribute the budget to the objective, start collecting the money. Mm. Right? <laughs> that's kind of, that's how simple it is. But people don't yeah. look at it like that. Um, yeah. So I would say first one, and that is number three. I've just given you number three. First one is set the objective. Second one, understand the numbers. Third one is Turn advertising into profit mm. because the day that you turn advertising into profit is the day you, day you scale your business beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, good. Listen, yeah. another thing, another thing that I I really like about about you. I'm I'm worried that we're getting too um, um, synergistic here. Right. One thing I like is your proposition on the focus of selling. Now, I'm always selling. It's a key skills any business owner needs to learn because nothing happens until something's sold is the old saying. So how do you go about convincing aspiring entrepreneurs that they need to have sales skills when they think that all they need is a website and a, a bunch of tweets? Well, the good news is they figure that out themselves because they build their website and they yeah. don't get the sales and then they realize there's a skill gap. Um, one of the things that I will do at the free event we do when I first meet people is I will explain them through I, I will actually explain the skills required to win. And I put a massive, massive emphasis on selling. As a business owner, you're always selling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether, you know, for example, even as we talk today, I'm not selling anything in terms of a product or service, but I am selling myself. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm selling, I'm, I'm, I'm selling and I'm demonstrating to somebody that actually, you know, and this is a, a free podcast, I've got information that help you get to the, to the next level. Yeah. Okay. Do I recognize that as I come and do this podcast, my objective will be to sell myself and give a really good representation of myself? And I think people forget that they're always selling. You've got to sell yourself. Uh, you've got to sell your business. You've got to sell your products or services. You've got to sell the value of your deal. Um, you're going to be selling yourself to banks, to investors, to employees, to everyone around you. So um, this thing brings it into rather than selling is influence. How do you influence people in order to go and buy buy into you and buy into your brand and buy your products and services. Mm. And I think that I train people on how to build their influence overall because if they build their influence overall, then their sales will then flow. And I teach people how to to, to sell at a higher level as well. Um, when you say, how do I make them aware? I, 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 think people, I think people know that they're not succeeding for whatever reason, but they don't know the reason why. And one of the main reasons why is because they can't sell. If you give me a business owner, you can give me any person and, and you say, what skills do I want them to have? So if you give me a finance director and you give me a, you know, a really great manager, an operations manager, and you give me, let's say, somebody that's extremely skillful at some kind of creativity, and then you give me a salesperson and you said to me, who do you want to run the business? I'll give it to the salesperson every yeah. time. And you, you go to America, and I've presented sales conferences in America, a bit like Coles to Newcastle, isn't it? You know, but one I did in San, in, in uh, 
San Antonio was 400 presidents and CEOs in the room who said, we want to learn to sell more. You know, you're thinking, don't you want to learn how to do the books? No, selling's the thing. And back to your thing, they all know the numbers as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Look, we've got coronavirus. Sorry, sorry, I missed you there. We've got coronavirus, a likely likely recession, and Brexit to contend with. I've just finished my 100th podcast on Brexit, by the way. That's how sad sad I am. Um, Are you optimistic about opportunity for strong business growth? Or do you think that for the next few years, business people will just stumble along? What should they be doing to thrive, not just survive? Okay. I feel that there will be a lot of businesses that just stumble along. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel that there probably will be a recession. But this is the advice I'd give on that. Okay. I've obviously worked through, I started my first business in 2008 through a recession. I never, yeah. ever, ever let it enter my mind that there was a recession. I never, ever entertained it. When people tell me there's a recession, I didn't care. I'm not in a recession. And, and I think that that is the mentality. What does a recession mean? It means that economic growth has slowed or gone backwards, right? That's what it means. Yeah. Right? That means that you, as a business owner, have to slow or go backwards? Mm. Absolutely not. I always go forwards. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not in a recession. So that, that's, that's my message to anyone worried about recession. Mm. Well, it's up to you if you want to participate, but I'm not going to be participating. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Right, so count that, me out. Literally. Count me out. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's it. I don't, yeah. you know, for me, I, I don't care. And yeah. people will be like, "Yeah, but people are going to be buying less of this, and they're going to be like, there's going to be less money around, and this, and this, and they're going to come up with all the reasons and all mm. the excuses." And I think it gives people that are weak a great excuse to go, "Well, I failed because it was a recession." I'm sorry, I'm not going to be participating. I'm going to be growing. My businesses are going to be growing. Um, you know, the things that I'm going to be doing are going to be growing because I've got the mindset of a winner and I don't care what is going on in the world around me. I will adapt, you know, and I, I will make sure that my business grows, you yeah. know, and, and I will, I will change my approach. And do you know what? I'll become more skillful and I'll put more effort into becoming better. And, and, and because of that, I'll get the result. And, yeah. and that's, that, I hope that anyone listening goes, you know what? I'm with you. All right. Mm. I don't know yeah. why you put this, but if, yeah. if they comment, yeah. but I'm with you, you know, because that's the mentality that I want to feed somebody watching tonight. Don't uh, it's, it's like we're saying, don't just look at bounce back, look at bounce ahead. Um, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm really inspired and fascinated by big business events. Where do you see it going in the next three or five years? And by the way, is it that sound at hand or that hand? But look behind me on the screen, you can see the URL, everybody, for bigbusinessevents.co.uk. So do please visit there. But I'm very inspired. Where do you see big business events going in the next three or five years in its goals and achievements? And most importantly, how will that benefit the people that are involved with big business events? You're attendees, your members, or whatever you, you, you call them. Absolutely. I think that the attendees and our members see massive growth when they see us growing. I right. think because they, they see the excitement of us bringing in hundreds of new business owners for them to connect with, hundreds of new business owners for them to do business with, hundreds of new connections and contacts, you know, uh, your relationship. Relationships are a massive part of business, and we're not spoken about mm-hmm. that, but massive, massive part of business. 
And as we grow, we just bring more relationships to the table for people. So people never want to leave. And, and you said on the website, there's loads of free resources. You can go and watch a social media webinar of me. You can go and watch a business webinar of me. You can go and uh, get some free downloads. There's an interview of Al Pacino on there. So if they do go over there, they can right. go and download four or five different things they can to get to know us better. Where do I see this going in the next three to five years? In the next three years, I have absolute confidence without no shadow of a doubt, we will be the uh, biggest uh, training company for entrepreneurs in the UK. And then I want to further that where over the course of five years, you know, we help people in multiple different countries. So I would expect that we're going to have more of an impact in different countries and we're going to strengthen and further the brand in the UK. That's kind of what uh, exciting. Everybody get on board and follow. You know, so, <laughs> look, Adam, I'm thoroughly enjoyed the, this, this conversation. I've taken a lot of your time. So, But finally, can I ask you, as just as we're leaving, with three straight-talking, because that's what you are, straight-talking, inspirational <laughs> messages. Yeah, inspirational messages. I want you to leave them resonate in the heads of those watching and listening who are also keen to be successful. Okay. So three straight-talking uh, yeah. bits of Okay. Let's go with, you know, the first one is um, start to acknowledge what your weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, find out what they are. If you're terrible at yeah. marketing, you're terrible at sales, you're terrible at finances, let's acknowledge them. Okay. And let's start to go to work on them. You want to succeed in business, you need to be a well-rounded business owner. Okay. And it's your weaknesses that are holding you back from getting to where you want to go. Let's go with the next one. Don't be an island, which we said earlier. Yeah. Build yourself a network. Go out and focus on relationships. Uh, relationship capital is more important than financial capital um, because you're a phone call away, you're an introduction away from a, a business change. You know, it's like some people, when the first time I get involved with them and understand their business, I'm able to introduce someone to someone who gives them a million pound contract and change their business. You know, that, that kind of stuff. So understand that relationship capital is more important than financial capital. And the third one I would say is, you know, start taking action, you know, overcome that fear. Go and like, you've listened to this podcast, fair play to you. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. I truly do. Go and write down. Every time you listen to something, every time you take something in, what are you going to do with what you took in? At least write down three actions that you're going to take. Because I promise you that even if you're having a bad time at the moment, all right, you're only a little win away yeah. from, you know, sparking a surge of momentum yeah. and small wins build on top of each other. And they help you to grow towards where you want to get to. So write down three things. Go and create a, a win from what you've listened to and then start to build those wins on top of each other and you're going to see a return to form, my friend. Yeah, I encourage everybody watching and listening because this podcast, we're going in many different directions, you know, to do exactly that. Adam, it's been a real pleasure meeting, a total pleasure meeting you. Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.